0: Love Talk Radio.
1: mighty sword, and they shield you with their wings, and keep you close to the Lord, don't pay heed to temptation, for his hands are so cold, you gotta help me keep the devil way down in the hole, Clown the devil. Yeah.
2: And freed from chains and iron collar He is held aloft on unity And by history revered For preserving peace through strength His wings now reach across two hundred years But for each of those in one year more God has smiled upon the core From the Barbary coast to the eastern sand By sword, by gun, or by bare hand So it's been and shall you wade Though many are born, few are made
1: Faithful always they shall remain Dogs
3: to race when war is raged. Uh, United States Marine Corps. Finest fighting force the world has ever known. A number of myself is one. Oh, yeah. Welcome, folks, to another hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date is already October 30th, 2012, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun, and I'm coming to you from blustery but still beautiful old town Alexandria. Looking out of my palatial uh, villa here on... uh, well, I'm uh just down the road from King Street and uh my favorite Starbucks here. Um and uh it's it's uh, it's a pretty uh it's a pretty blustery night, but I, unlike a lot of folks, I love storms. I I think uh you know I I, I get some really good good night uh sleep uh, over here. Uh Imagine in America Imagine an America where strip mines are fun and free, where gays can be fixed, and sick people just die, and oil seals the sea. We don't have to pay for freeways, our schools are good enough, give us endless wars on foreign shores and lots of Chinese stuff. We're children of the future. America, through and through. But some something happened to our country. And we're kind of blaming you. We haven't killed all the polar bears, but it's not for lack of trying. Big Bird is sacked. The earth is cracked. And the atmosphere is frying. Congress went home early. They did their best, we know. You can't cut spending with elections pending, unless it's welfare dough, we're the children of the future, America through and through, but something happened to our country, and we're kind of blaming you, find a park that's still open, and take a breath of poison air, they foreclosed your place to build a, a weapon. In space, but you can write off your au pair. It's a little awkward to tell you, but you left us holding the bag. When we look around, the place is all dumbed down, and the long-term kind of a drag. We're the children of the future. America through and through, but something happened to our country. And yeah, we're blaming you. You did your best. You failed the test. Mom and Dad, we're blaming you. Wow. There's some powerful stuff. Powerful stuff. Damn powerful. It reminds me of, uh, well, it reminds me of the Hitler youth so long ago who used to recite such fine poetry. A new outrageous pro-Obama ad features children singing about America where sick people just die. Imagine getting a group of kids together who just want to go out and play and have a good time to get them together to sing a propaganda tune about America and polar bears Dying and the earth all cracked. You say, "Hell no, it couldn't happen." Take a listen to this. Just a little bit, though, not too much. Somehow, someway. Take a, I always wanted a take 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 a take a listen to this craziness. I don't I might sound corny or whatever, but do something to change the world. Yeah. You know, do something to to make a difference
1: in society. Is it worth it?
3: Yes, it's worth it. No, 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 that's enough. That's that's enough. Propaganda of this type is shameful. And, and you know what, being a historian, I'm reminded that this sort of thing happened all the time from 1939 to 1944 using children Children, to throw down the propaganda. Children, talking about the future, not being so bright. An op-ed piece by Frank Donatelli for The Politico reads, Why Romney Will Win. Our two-year quest to elect a president will mercifully conclude next Tuesday. No more campaign stops in Ohio, no more 30-second attack ads, no more fundraising letters. Well, those letters will likely to keep coming, but a cold, hard reading of the most important trends and numbers tell us that Mitt Romney will be elected America's 45th president. And here's the reason why. The ad reads, The composition of the electorate favors the GOP. Polls by both Gallup and Rasmussen predict a partisan electorate molded more closely to 2004 than 2008. In 2004, the, GOP, the GOP's edged among self-identified Republicans and the larger category of lean Republicans carried George W. Bush to a narrow win. In 2008, the same was said for Democrats. Who do you think is going to win? I mean, honestly, I know that we, as conservatives, will say that Mitt Romney is going to win. Mitt Romney's going to win this election, hands down. By a landslide. My good friend, the Sarge, who appears on GGT 183 Conservative Prime Times radio broadcast, all but guaranteed – Uh, no, he guaranteed a Romney victory four months ago. Four months ago. So how's it going to go down? And are you ready to rumble? Are you ready to get down in the trenches? Are you ready to vote? Now, as I broadcast last night on my show, I received a rude awakening the other night when I went in for early voting in Virginia. I was told I could not vote in the state of Virginia, that I needed to go and vote in South Florida. That I needed to, that and I, I checked, I checked to verify where I was going to, where I was on the rolls, and and indeed I am on the rolls to vote in Broward County at the Broward Community College, hmm on Hollywood Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. So now what am I gonna do? I gotta get in my car and I've got to take that road trip. I I got I gotta do it. And so I shall. Because I'm going to vote. And there's no doubt who I'm gonna vote for, but I'm gonna take that road trip. It's gonna be nearly a twenty four hour rollout. I may stop for a few hours, maybe in maybe in Atlanta, but I'm going to roll out and I'm going to take that ride. That's how committed I am to doing my small part and seeing that Barack Obama loses his job in just a few days. Now, what are you guys doing? Are you going to vote? Have you voted already? Have you put your vote where your mouth is? Surveys by the uh, Terrence group find Romney with a double-digit lead among independents. A group uh, vitally concerned about the economy and job creation. Precisely that Romney's closing message in the campaign for that reason, they, they believe that Independents will vote in double digits for Mitt Romney. So that's what we're going with right now. But the left is already beginning to point fingers at those they believe are responsible for what is shaping up to be a decisive ass-kicking in the making for President Obama and the Democrats on Election Day. Example, the New York Times is among the first out of the blame gate with an article by Matt Bay talking, uh, taking Bill Clinton to task. Clinton, according to Bai, has foolishly steered the Obama campaign to switch its more promising strategy of attacking Mitt Romney as a serial flip-flopper in the vein of John Kerry to one striving to paint him as a mean, evil conservative. A la Ebenezer Scrooge. Now that strategy went in in the trash heap once Romney proved himself to be a decent, likable guy in the first debate, c'est la vie. Beating the times to the punch, though, have been blacks who for years have insisted that any and all criticism of Obama are based solely on nothing about the color of his skin, the culmination of which occurred in the aftermath of his sorry-ass performance in the first debate. When the president, when the president's electoral fortune begins its steady, inexorable decline, was on that day, on that first debate. But to blacks, it had nothing to do with Obama's serial, uh, um, uh, the dull, slow rated responses to want Romney robotic <laughs> to put it kindly. No, it was because the president had to play it safe for fear that if he didn't, he would be considered an angry black man to those white racist inclined voters. This is from Georgetown University professor Michael Eric Dyson and most other black folks. That was their take on Obama's poor showing. showing. I'm declaring myself an angry black man. But I'm not afraid to let everyone know why. I'm angry that four years after America elected its first black president, the unemployment rate remains highest in the black community at 14.1%. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, that's just the headline rate. The actual rate is much higher. Chalk me up as a racist and bigot, or perhaps even an Oreo for pointing that out. I'm angry that over the last four years, the medium net worth ...of black households has experienced the steepest decline of any demographic group in the United States of America... ...phenomenon that caused even the liberal-leaning Associated Press to label it as the disappearing black middle class. But, (laughs) that just dismisses me as a racist... I'm angry that gas prices have doubled and household bills are skyrocketing, which has struck hardest in the black community during every year on Obama's watch. I accept that I am a racist for noticing, a bigot, a homophobe, and... Yeah, an Uncle Tom. I'm angry that despite black parents desperate effort to rescue their children from rotten, crime-ridden public schools, Obama's first his first budget eliminated a school voucher program that provided tuition assistance to poor black youth in Washington, D.C. Thank the Lord, thank the good Lord that House Speaker John Boehner and his Republican allies, those rich, white, racist One and all, to be sure, were on hand to force Obama to reverse course and reinstate the program. If I pointed out that President Obama's children, Malia and Sasha, have probably never seen the inside of a public school, would that make me a racist? Probably. And Uncle Tom, for sure to hear black people tell it the hoods have come off even they've even come off us black folks apparently if you disagree with any obama policy at all you're a racist a bigot a homophobe and an uncle tom and it doesn't matter whether you're white black hispanic asian does not matter Do you think the Klan will accept a black member? Because I think that for pointing out the failings of our first black president, I am in fact a racist. But most of all, I'm angry that black people continue to use white racism as their automatic excuse for every setback and failure in life in life in general why is that why is that you ask if you don't ask go ahead and ask as with most things as with most things in life if you want to get the truth all you need to really is follow the money if you're black and in the position to get in on the game early crying racism at the drop of a hat can be quite lucrative. Think of Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, and even Juan Williams, Dyson, and innumerable other black columnists, television pundits, celebrities, and self-described leaders. They discovered that a long time ago. If racism magically disappeared overnight they would each have to find some other way to make a living. Racism is their bread and butter. For Of that, there's no doubt. That's why as long as there are poor blacks, there will always be no shortage of black elitists blaming it on white racism and getting rich in the process. That's damn good work if you can get it. Where shall I put in my application, I wonder? at times but the real the real tragedy of it all is that millions of poor blacks have fallen prey to the self-serving aims of obama and the racial grievance industry in the black community and have rejected the time-proven qualities of persistence, hard work and self-reliance that would more surely help them make their well, make their lives and families much better off. But then again, where's the percentage in that? I grew up in a household where it was all about hard work and perseverance and self-reliance. But I also recognized that around me there were other black parents telling my, my friends that the schools were bad. And it was Whitey's fault. The garbage was not picked up on time in our neighborhood. And it was Whitey's fault. There was police brutality. And it was all Whitey's fault. It was... It's Whitey's fault. It's not your fault. Hmm. Huh, interesting. Interesting. And with that in mind, we're going to take a short break, and then we'll come right back and we'll talk some more. Voter fraud? Will the Democrats vote early and often? I don't know. We'll find out.
0: Well, as we tape this, the election is one week away, but already millions of Americans have made up their mind. They've cast their ballots through early voting. President Obama himself voted early this year. Out on the stump, Bill Clinton recently stood in front of a banner that read not Obama or even forward, but rather vote early. Or to complete the phrase made famous by Chicago gangsters, those would be the Chicago gangsters of the 1920s, not the current crop of Chicago gangsters. Vote early and vote often. Well, joining me now to get to the bottom of these shenanigans are Steve Green and sitting in for the waterlogged but otherwise okay Scott Ott is our friend Steve Krudizer. Welcome, lads. Uh, Steve Green, let's start with the basics. Uh, Is it a good idea to have people cast their ballot before all the facts are in, before the debates, before any last minute developments, before meltdowns caused by desperation and personal character? In other words, Steve, is Obama trying to get millions of people to vote early? before they fully realize just how small and awful a man he really is.
4: Oh, well, I think it's a little late for that, not just after the Denver debate, but, geez, after the last four years from what we've seen. But you know what? For me, it doesn't come down to that, what it comes down to and why I'm against early voting. Absentee ballots are fine if you know you're going to be out of town or Mm -hmm. you're, you're stuck at home for health reasons or something like that. But this mass early voting, look, voting is a civic virtue. It's time we went back to treating it like that instead of treating it like an inconvenience. This right. is something we should be proud to do. This is something we should be proud to take the time and trouble and, and, and do as a people. You know, There's something almost uniquely American because we're the ones who started this stuff about going to your polling place and standing elbow to elbow with your fellow citizens to do your civic duty, to do your civic virtue, and I want to see more of that. Not less of that.
0: It's almost like there should be a day upon which you have an election. You might call it Election Day. Uh, Steve Cruiser, how early do you think you should be able to vote if you can vote early? Do you think you should be able to vote a month early? How about a year early? Hey, I have an idea. Why don't you vote for Obama on his first and second term by voting the same four years in 2008? I'm voting for him now. I'm going to vote for him next time, too. What's wrong with Election Day, Steve, and absentee ballots? And why do you think the Dems are so strong behind this idea?
5: Well, the first reason is that because if you get someone to vote early, there's more time to figure out how to get them to vote a second time. Now, look, I'm no conspiracy theorist except when it comes to voter fraud by the Democrats, and I think that they're always working on it. I think it's one of their favorite things to plan and plot out, and so there's always there's more room to maneuver that. The other thing, I think you should be able to vote – ahead of time if, as Steve said, you're going to be, because of health reasons or work reasons, mm-hmm. you, uh, n- unable to vote, vote, or you're expatriated, or you're deployed, okay? And then you you need to make sure there's adequate time to get the ballots in. No other reason. What we're seeing here now is people just being lazy. They don't want to stand in line. It's the everybody gets a trophy Garbage coming back to haunt us again. Oh, make it easier. I want every Iranian or say anybody Iraqi, I mean, who who risked their lives or risked beatings to go vote a few years ago, to bring their purple fingers and come over and stick them in the eyes of the people who think they have such an arduous task getting to the polls on election day here.
0: Exactly right. That's why we have absentee ballots. Well said. Mr. Cruiser, Steve, bring back to you and back to the fraud issue that Steve mentioned just a moment ago. Vote early and vote often. Since the Democrats have pushed for the abandonment of any voter ID laws, what's to stop someone from voting early in a solidly Obama state that, well, let's say Minnesota. Well, when I say solidly Obama, I mean leans Obama, or or maybe rather I should say is a toss up at the point. Uh, But what's to stop somebody from voting in Minnesota and then on Election Day go cast another vote in a vote in a state that's leading Obama, or, well, rather a toss-up, or hang on, let me just check the latest results. Actually, Romney is leading in a place like Ohio, for example.
4: Yeah, you know what? This is what's so instructive about the uh, the latest Project Veritas videos from James O'Keefe. The first one he released showed uh, one of his undercover agents, reporters, uh, going to uh, OFA headquarters in Texas, where they had Florida absentee ballots for her. Isn't that interesting? From. Not not Texas. Yeah, Texas isn't gonna go blue no matter what. So they have Florida ballots. Voter fraud is real. It's it it's an exclusive property of the left. And nobody wants to disenfranchise anybody, which is why we have to crack down on voter fraud because there's a point you've made several times, if my vote is invalidated by your fraudulent vote, then I'm the one who's disenfranchised, not you for having to show I D.
0: Correct. I've made that point several times, and, and I usually try to credit it to our guest, Steve Cruiser, because I seem to remember him being the first one to point it out. Steve, all of this early voting is supposed to prevent voter suppression at the expense of a little extra voter fraud. But you said that voter fraud is voter suppression. You care to elaborate on that astonishingly excellent point of yours?
5: Well, you can suppress the vote before the fact, or you can suppress the vote after the fact, and if you have somebody voting illegally, somebody who shouldn't be voting, they are then canceling out the vote of someone who voted legally, which is the same as not letting them get to the polls at all in the first place. It is voter suppression straight up. And, and it, is, it, it is wrong, and it is what they've been doing. I mean, it's the reason we have Senator Al Franken and Obamacare yep. right now is because they were finding votes in trunks and then disallowing votes that were probably legal in the first place. But you get a judge, you get an activist judge, and suddenly the election comes down to the judge who's making decisions on whether it looks like a legit ballot or not. So if, if you're canceling out a legit vote, it's voter suppression, the same as if you block somebody from getting to the polls on election day.
0: That's exactly right, my friends. And if you look at what happened in Minnesota with, with uh, Franken's victory, you found that they would, if there was a set of rules that, uh, that led to uh, a favor for Franken, they would do that. If they found a different set of rules that led in favor of Franken, then they would do that. We have to vote these people out of office so we can recover the sanctity of this electoral process. Look, my friends, I hate this early voting for the same reasons we've just listed. First of all, it locks in votes before all of the late breaking facts and character quirks are revealed. Second, it allows all kinds of chances for a person to cast a vote in one place a week or two before the election and then in a voting booth on the day of the election. I think it's cheating. I'm sure it's cheating. I know it's cheating. I think it's exactly like a kid who wants his Christmas presents early. Now, some households allow kids to open one present on Christmas Eve, but what if you wanted all your Christmas presents a week before Christmas? Or what if you wanted to open them on Thanksgiving? Or what if you wanted to open your Christmas presents on Halloween? If you allow that, what does Christmas even mean anymore? We vote on Election Day, and we have, through absentee ballots, a mechanism to allow for people who cannot physically get to the polls on Election Day. And this year... The great irony of the vote early Democratic ploy is twofold. First of all, an analysis of early voting shows that Republican early voters are mostly people who would not be physically able to vote on Election Day. Consider these additions to the November 6 tallies for Republicans. But most of the Democratic early voting turns out to come from people who could have voted on Election Day but are listening to Clinton and Obama and voting early. Consider these votes deductions from people who will be voting on Election Day. The GOP is adding Election Day tallies, and the Dems are cannibalizing their Election Day numbers. That's number one, and that's awesome. But number two, according to the latest analysis out today, this massive vote-early Democratic strategy is returning a lopsided 52-45 lead for Mitt Romney. Don't get cocky. Get out there and vote. For PJTV, I'm Bill Whittle.
2: For the presidency, as well as a number of House and Senate races that are just as important. Live coverage starts at 2 p.m. Eastern on Internet Talk Radio. Join Annie, the Radio Chick, from 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time with her show Southern Sense.
1: Southern Sense.
2: From 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern, join the Conservative Nation Radio Girls. Featuring women patriots Brenda Ward and Billy Carter. With continuing coverage of the election as it progresses. Stay with us from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern for Stephen, the voice, voice. Vandergaff. Coming to you from the Patriot Zone Four. 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern is the headmaster, Doc Jones. With the Situation Report. Bringing you analysis and coverage like none other. The
1: situation
2: Primetime kicks off Dana Smearman with his hit show, The Conservative Watchtower. Listen as Dana takes you to the libs and the trolls each show from 9 to 11 Eastern Time. Round out the evening with GGT and his show, Conservative Primetime, which is a show that never disappoints. Join Jermaine as he functions again as the closer from another all-day special. You can watch the glitz and glamour of the graphics produced to put you in a trance by the networks, or you can listen to real live coverage and actually participate in the battle of the day by coming into any or all of these shows and bring your A-game. Don't miss the all-day coverage on the election day, starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, Tuesday,
3: Number (laughs) six. Yeah, yeah, that's the first time. This is the first time I'm hearing this promo. I did not have an opportunity to pre-screen David Graham's fine promo that he put together just today with an hour's notice. I didn't have time to, 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 to go over it and listen to it, so I'm hearing it. I heard it as you just heard it for the first time. David Graham, what can he say about the guy? He puts together these fine promos at the drop of a hat. He's truly, you know, and I don't throw this this moniker around. I don't throw this title around very often, you know. He's truly an artist when it comes to creating you know really great promos you know he, he's he got he's he he put together two really great promos one is a horse race promo and the other is uh the election day patent promo i said to david earlier today i said you know i dig the i dig the horse race promo that you got going on it's very appropriate i didn't want to use the word apropos apropos because i think that word is like really kind of sissy you know very very um Metrosexual, so I said it's extremely and altogether appropriate, <laughs> which is not that much better by the way that uh that you throw down something with a little deeper you know base to it that that kind of builds up you know to the to the to the to the shows that are going to be broadcast, so it' of like a kind of a patent kind of thing could you can you can you work something out like that and he said, yeah, I'm right on it, so then boom there we there we have it so i'm going to go ahead and and dispense these uh these two promos that David Graham put together for other uh blog talk hosts to use uh for the upcoming um uh, show group of shows we have on election day. Of course feel free to use your own promos you know by all means. But uh David put together something special for us all and uh and of course he did not disappoint with the uh, with the level of uh, with the classiness of the promos that he puts together, very much pleased by it. Now let's move on. By the way, the call in number is three four seven eight eight four eight five hundred. We don't have our usual callers in the house today, but uh, and usually when they do call in, it's it's a whole lot of fun. One angry Jew was in the room last night uh, and misbehaving uh as as we as he usually does i try to get him on you know on uh, on the call in every every now and then but you know he kind of manipulates the situation and everything to him is a conspiracy i mean if you go to burger king and you get a a a whopper with cheese and they put two pickles on 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 the on the sandwich instead of instead of one For him, there's a conspiracy, something to do with JFK and 9-11 involved in that Whopper having more than one pickle or less than three. So, you know, but but he is entertaining. So I really would have liked to have gotten his thoughts on how the – This storm will play out in terms of all the uh, conspiracy theories going out about the election being uh, postponed and and how there may be uh, uh, lawsuits and challenges if uh, Barack Obama does not do well, especially in the states that are hit hardest by the storm. It's something to think about because, as we all know, Democrats love to get the lawyers involved when they feel that things aren't going to go their way. So – hopefully we won't see any of those shenanigans um you know in just a few days but hey don't rule anything out because if obama does poorly in states hit hardest i mean dramatically poorly in states hit hardest by these uh, unfortunate storms and of course our hearts and uh and everything we have goes out to those who are affected and anything that we can do i think i speak for a lot of folks will 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 do um but you know there there have been folks who have uh you know who who've cast uh who've cast dispersions on well who've spoke about uh, the possibility that uh that the Obama administration will as they're known for using making excuses you know they're they they're, blame somebody you know they'll blame the weather if they're not if they don't do well uh you know in the next few days But I couldn't help but notice that Donald Trump is offering to donate $5 million to one of Obama's favorite charities. If, if, one of Obama's favorite charities, if only Obama releases a range of sensitive documents, including his undergraduate transcripts from Occidental College. Wow. I wish Trump would just give the money to me. After all, I believe I have a personal experience and, and training needed to verify the, the gist of Trump's concerns. I can confirm that Obama is an affirmative action president. And I've said this many times. Obama is our affirmative action president. I observed that the young Obama had an IQ of an average white college student when I first uh, 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 looked into his background. Obama was then a sophomore at Occidental College when his uh, he, he was just an average student. Now John Drew, who attended school with Obama, said that he he can claim he can lay claim to the to the big bucks. He said that he met uh, Obama when he was uh, at uh, um, it, it, he was he was in uh, Palata Valley, California. Reconnecting with his uh, college ex-Marxist sweetheart, Caroline Boss. He said by, that by then, Boss had shared two classes with young Obama, and uh, an international relations course taught by Larry uh, Caldwell and Carlos Englund, and a political theory class taught by Roger Bosch. He said that, ironically, he also taught alongside both Englund and Bosch while he was an assistant professor in the political science department at uh, Williams College. He said that Boss knew Obama well enough to let him know that he was one of us. Quote, one of us, end quote. Meaning that he shared our radical their radical point of view in all the class warfare angst associated with it. Also... Um Drew, John Drew, uh, stated that for the life of me, however, I do not remember her saying anything to the effect that young Obama was one of the brightest students at Occidental, much less a genius. So uh, bad news for Trump and a whole lot of other people is that folks don't believe that Obama's transcripts would tell us anything about either his national nationality. Or scholarship status. So, what's up with the Trump offering the big bucks for that? I, I understand that folks are going around touting Obama as a genius, and he's a, he's a Superman, and he's he's Jesus Christ, and 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 God, and and he can part the seas, and he's the one. Oh, he's also uh, Abraham Lincoln, and uh, and and. Um, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt all rolled into one multicolored ball. But I guess when folks are walking around talking about what a genius he is and how 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 smart the guy is, how how he's the smartest guy in the room and he knows more about policy than anybody in his own policy walks that he uh blah 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 blah. I don't know. Could it possibly be that Barack Obama's just a figment of somebody's imagination. That he's just—he was created, manufactured. That his uh, his persona was much of, uh, let's say, a a nineteen thirties or nineteen forties star. Archibald Leach turns into Cary Grant, perhaps. And I can't even say the name that Kirk Douglas... Is. I, can't even, I can't even pronounce Kirk Douglas' real name. Or maybe a Norma Jean Baker. Turned into Marilyn Monroe. Carefully manufactured personas. Carefully manufactured personalities. Obama is not so much... A mystery when we understand that he, everything about him is made up. Smoke and mirrors. The emperor has no clothes. He's buck naked. And that dumpy little dude behind the curtain. The wizard. The Wizard of Oz. Obama is all that and so much more. Just a manufactured figure. What did he say? Not so long ago, and I quote, consider me a blank slate. Make me into what you want me to be, end quote. And so many Americans have done so. A lot of white people who are feeling a lot of white guilt over slavery and the injustices of blacks have turned a blind eye on the fact that Obama is simply... An average man. D- that's all. Dana's show is coming up in just a few minutes. I say be there. I say be there or be square. He's got a great show and I tell you what I I couldn't believe when I first heard it. It was it was, it was just uh it's just excellent and, and I, I was I was almost a little I was a little jealous just a little but uh, well we've got just 11 minutes left and I see that the board has lit up a couple of times so let's see who we've got here on the line caller you're on with the C. Robert Jones situation report
1: what number
4: hello hello can you
0: hear me
3: well I couldn't hear um I couldn't hear the um the caller, so maybe we'll try again. Cal, the red fox, aka red fox. Yes yeah, the wizard. That it's uh it's amazing. It's amazing to me that uh, the president of the United States is, is looked upon as some sort of a, a savior. When he is obviously just slightly better than average politician. You know, I'm reminded that Benjamin Netanyahu just a year or so ago spoke before the entire Congress passionately and from the heart using just a few three-by-five cards… He spoke for a little more than 45 minutes, no teleprompter at all. He spoke so eloquently and beautifully and made his point and his case so effectively. One wonders if President Obama could have even come close without the aid of those two funny-looking little paddle things in front of him where he looks left and then right and then left, and then right, and then right, and then left, without ever actually looking into the camera or at the audience. Benjamin Netanyahu, for all intents and purposes, that day exposed Obama like he hadn't been exposed previously without even trying. Speaking in front of the whole of Congress with no teleprompter for 46 minutes. Could Obama have done that? I doubt it. I highly doubt it. We've got nine minutes left. We're going to try a caller again. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can. Can
3: you hear ah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Much better. Much okay,
1: better. I just had one comment to make. Uh I didn't like what Donald Trump, the way he
0: comes out and does everything, but what they're looking for is was he accepted as a foreign student with foreign aid money? That's his whole point. Mm -hmm. And Obama right now, if he
3: accepted and released his, you know, whatever he wants, it shouldn't be
0: bad for him, can you imagine what that would do if he said, Okay, here it is. Give me five million for storm
3: relief, and that's my take on it. Yeah, I don't think he will because I, I somehow think that you know, given the idea, given the fact rather that most uh, presidential candidates had no issues with releasing neither their tax returns nor their their college uh, records. Um, I mean, even even uh, W did so uh, to his uh, to his detriment when it was revealed that he was a, just an average student. Right. Uh, yeah. uh, but 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 they did it. So why Obama has his record sealed and won't do it just leads to speculation that there's something amiss there. It can't be anything as simple as well. I'm a very private person and I don't think that my records are uh are, you know appropriate you know to the, I don't think they really mean anything. I mean, he hasn't even come out and said anything like that. You right. know, not not to my knowledge anyway. So there's just so much about the man that is in the shadows that I find it I find it fascinating, simply fascinating that he's he was elected, you know, to begin with and and that he's he's so he's he's actually competitive the fact that he's actually competitive at this at this juncture during the campaign is amazing to me what what is Amer- what is america thinking
0: yeah i i totally agree it
3: it just boggles the mind and uh, maybe in 50 75
1: years we'll find out what's in his transcript
3: yeah, we'll probably find out a little sooner than that. Uh, once he's no, once he's no longer president, he's probably going to be fair game for a lot of folks. But right now, he fits the agenda. You know, he he is uh, he's carrying the water for the the very very liberal left. He's doing their bidding for the most part. They're not happy with everything. You know, they they wanted him to be a lot more liberal, a lot more domineering, a lot more dicta- dictatorial. Uh, he hasn't, but he's he's like better than nothing. He's like Romney is for us. You know, we we wanted Ronald Reagan, but you know, we wanted Newt Gingrich. But uh, Newt's not handsome enough. He's a little bit too prickly, you know. He, does, he doesn't have the charisma, but he's got the mind. He's got the talent. He's got all the tools necessary to be a great president, except those things that you really, really need to have. You know, just a little bit of charisma. He doesn't have those things. We wanted Ronald Reagan. We got Mitt Romney. We'll take it you know exactly. and and yeah. i think and i think unfortunately the same goes for the left they know the guy's shady that his past is you know I, I mean is is just uh is shadowy that he's got all of these mysterious backers and 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 they're like okay they're, i believe a lot of folks are uneasy about him but he fits their agenda and so they're gonna support him but after the election and he and after he loses which i predict he will it's just a prediction uh He'll be fair game for a lot of folks, I think.
0: Yes. Thank
3: you for letting me talk. You're very welcome, and thank you for calling in. I do so appreciate it. All right. Uh, great call. Great caller. Uh, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Remember, um um there's a great blog talk radio show coming up. Dana's Dana's show is coming up at nine PM. G G T one eighty three at eleven thirty. He has a great show. And hey, hang out with us for our election coverage coming up on election day. It is gonna be so good. If you listen to our nine eleven uh broadcast, if you listen to our broadcast where uh we, we uh during the uh during the congressional uh races, uh that turned over the Congre- the Congress to um and to the Republicans, if you listen to those specials that we did then and you like them, you are, you are going to love, you're going to absolutely enjoy our Election Day specials coming up starting with Southern Sense at 2 p.m. on Election Day and then culminating, ending with GDT 183 Conservative Prime Time. It's going to be great. Until then, folks… Thank you for listening to the C Robert Jones situation report. And I want to say God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Bob USMC is in the house but he's late. But hey, it's it's better better late than never. Love that guy. United States Marine Bob is in the house. But hey, thanks folks. God bless you and God bless the United States of America. Tune in tomorrow. It's uh it's going to be interesting. Anyway, good night folks. We're out.